you know, I think it's just as important to be able to cross something off of your potential list of careers um, as it is to add something. Welcome to the Health Science Coach Podcast. My name is Drew Garner, and I'm a health science and physical education teacher. This is a podcast to help students, parents, and recent graduates learn about pathways into healthcare and sports medicine careers. These industry professionals lay out how their experiences have helped them get to where they are now. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe to the channel or download through your podcast player. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Now let's dig in. Today we get the pleasure of meeting with Jessica Popescu. She is a student recruitment coordinator at the Research College of Nursing. How are you doing today, Jessica? Doing well and happy to be here. Good. Thank you for coming on and spending some time. going to talk with us about your career and uh, the college that you work for. Can you give us a little detail uh, about what you do as a student recruitment coordinator there at uh, Research College? Yeah, so it's kind of my job to understand the nursing profession so that I can make sure that we get individuals who are passionate um, about it and who, who want to be here, who want to do this career, who are hopefully in it for the long haul and really have a passion for helping others. Um, so understanding that profession and understanding what it takes to get there helps me to communicate with um, anybody in our community. It can be high school students, it can be individuals who are already in a profession um, and talk to them, um, you know, if they if they want to be here, how can they get here and how can they succeed while they are here? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, as far as your duties or like uh, just your daily experience as a research or as a, you know, student recruiter, um, what do you do as far as the recruiting process for students uh, to get them into the school? So I do a, a lot of communication. So um, that can be done over every source of media possible. It's a lot of email. It's a lot of phone calls. Basically, if anybody has questions over um, our institution, it's they come to me or one other person. We're fairly small. Um, but that's also an advantage because then we get to know you really well and can help you on a more individual level. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah. Um, so as, as far as getting a, a new student to come in, when should they start kind of talking to, uh, colleges about their programs that they have to offer and, uh, kind of when does that recruiting process start? Yeah, honestly, the earlier, the better. And so, I've gone and visited as um, young as fourth and fifth graders even um, to talk about nursing and what, what it is as a career. And, you know, I think at that point um, in their lives, you know, fourth and fifth graders, the majority of them probably have only experienced nurses when they've gone to the pediatrician. Sure. Um, so we kind of talk about, you know, how uh, the different parts of uh, different, different types of nursing that there is and what you can do with the nursing degree and what does that mean and how do you get there? Um, and then, you know, I think it's just as important to be able to cross something off of your potential list of careers um, as it is to add something. So if you start asking, the sooner you start asking those questions as far as, is this career right for me? The sooner you can come to an answer and um, the more time you can spend actively working towards that um, career and saving yourself some time and money in the long run. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, you know, adding that part of taking a career off your list as well as adding it to your list, you know, 
somebody that says they're deathly afraid of blood immediately they'll know that or vomit or something like that that you know yeah <laughs> right field for them um so how did you get into the field of um, recruiting nurses you know you spent six years or nine years as a high school science teacher um and how did you kind of make that transition and why did you choose uh to work for research as far as being a student recruiter so um research appealed to me because of how how much they appreciate um inclusion and equal opportunity as an institution was something that i hold hold near and dear to my heart um and i am truly in a position where I'm proud to promote who I work for. And I think that's the first time I've really been in a position like that. Um, they do, a, they do a couple of things differently than the normal nursing school. Um, we do a rolling admission. What that means is we don't compare you against everybody who applies for nursing school and then take, you know, the top 100, um, as individuals apply, if they meet our basic requirements, they're in which then opens the doors to some people who normally wouldn't be able to um, come to nursing school. We also have some programs in place that make it a lot more affordable. So a uh, nursing school, usually I mean, anywhere in our area is gonna be around $40,000, but we have scholarships in place um, and programs in place that can take it down to 7,000. Um, yeah, that's a yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, when, when you have things like that, things that make sense, things that um, really add to our, our diversity is something that I really, really appreciate because we celebrate it ourselves. We're happy to talk about it um, and happy to add to it. And it's so interesting to bring in so many different people and see all of their perspectives come together in the same classroom um, because you know that that's going to strengthen them um, individually in ways that we, you know, don't really have a lesson plan for necessarily. It's just the environment that they're in that adds to that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so you went to K-State and how did you kind of choose K-State as your, your college to go to out of high school? Um, so I was from high school. I went into college thinking I'm going to be a veterinarian. Okay. So I looked at, um, Mizzou and K-State, and then I also looked at University of Nebraska-Lincoln um, because I had a really good scholarship there. I went and visited um, Mizzou and Nebraska and wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Um, and I went to K-State and as soon as I stepped on campus, it was, this is, this is where I need to, to go. It, it just clicked. And so, um, you know, kind of fast forwarding to now, I talk to students a lot. If they're on the fence about it, not just coming to research, but if they're on the fence about nursing, I tell them like, please come visit, come take a tour um, and see what this is like, because that is the quickest way to figure out, um, can you see yourself here? Do you, can you, can you see yourself being here? Yeah, I completely agree with that. So now I'm kind of tying that connection of uh, wanting to be a veterinarian, wanting to teach science classes, and then now working as you know, a student recruiter for a nursing school. I kind of see that that tie-in kind of follow through. So you went to go be a veterinarian at K-State, um, thought that was the right career path for you. When did you kind of figure out, uh, you know, teaching science was more up your alley? Yeah, so I had an open spot um, 
on my um, schedule that year. And I took, uh, I was a teacher's assistant uh, for the intro biology 198. So I helped to teach biology yeah. um, at K-State. And the further we progressed in the semester, the more I was like, this is, this is kind of where it's at. And um, what I really liked about it was talking to other people, forming relationships with people. And um, it, it started to kind of bury itself in the heart. And I am very much one who, when I get a sort of instinct or a feeling, I go for it. And so um, much to my parents' dismay, I <laughs> switched over to um, teaching. Right. Um, which I mean, it wasn't an easy decision. I was guaranteed into the vet school. I was part of a program where I was supposed to start like within three years. And um, I switched out and I do not regret that at all. I learned some amazing things teaching science. Yeah. Um, so then piggybacking off of that teaching science, what what allowed um, or I guess what did you learn while teaching science that helps you with your career now as a student recruiter? Uh, communication, um, how to talk to individuals as individuals, I feel like is really important. And, and so, you know, an important aspect of that is, is listening and paying attention to um, who people are, what they value, and um, are you truly understanding what they are trying to say? And I feel like um, I really honed my instincts on that just because, you know, working with high school students, a lot of times they aren't the most communicative. Um, and they will react quickly versus taking the time to absorb something. And so a lot of their reactions might not accurately show how they're thinking. And so I, I'm just honestly communicating to figure out the source of, um, you know, a behavior or an issue or something along those lines. And just uh, communication is the biggest thing, um, biggest thing that I learned. And then also just, you know, Teaching scientific concepts makes you really appreciate all the connections uh, just between life in general. Um, I also absolutely love growing uh, native plants and making my yard into an ecosystem. And that ties into health. And we can talk about impact on climate change. And like, I don't know, basically, oh, and I'm, I'm married to a veterinarian now who is also a virologist. So it's just kind of my life has revolved around science and it's something that I absolutely have, even though my path has changed many times, I've kind of kept that central aspect of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so then a little bit more about Research College. Um, it's located in Kansas City. Um, how many students do you guys have there? Yeah, so we're, we're really interesting. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna back up a little bit on that question if you don't mind. and. Um, say that we are, it's a research medical center is um, level, it's, it's the only hospital in the city that has a level one trauma center. So we get all of those, you know, hell, if anybody has to take a helicopter ride to a hospital, usually they're coming to us. Um, our nursing college is in the basement of the hospital. That's where the classrooms are. Um, we are fairly small for a college. Um, and part of the reason for that is we are um, a transfer school. So students who transfer to us um, go and do their prerequisites somewhere else. As long as it's an accredited institution, they can go anywhere else, go complete those prerequisites for their um, freshman, sophomore year of college, and then come to us for junior and senior year. Um, we also have a program in place where 
if you have a bachelor's degree and just kind of decide to do what I did and switch careers um, halfway through. Um, we have a program in place for individuals like that as well. And it's only a one year program versus two. Um, yeah, it's really nice. And so at the most that we have right now at one point of time could be it's around 300. Okay. Um, when you start nursing school, you start with what they call a, a cohort and you are with that group of it's 96 individuals. Um, if they can fill, fill the class, it's 96. And you're with that group from start to graduation. Um, and so, you know, if you have a, a big lecture, all of those 96 will be in there, which sounds like a really big class size for, um, for an undergraduate program. It's not a big class size. Right. And because you spend so much time together, you get to know um, your colleagues really quickly too. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So then do you, with that cohort, how often do those start? Are those by trimester or by fall, uh, spring? Semester? Yeah, good question. So we are in the process of doubling our class size. So we have um, the one-year program, we call it, it's an accelerated bachelor's of science in nursing, ABSN. That start, we have one program that starts in January and then they end in December and they'll graduate. Um, and then we have another program that for the first time this spring is going to start in May and then they'll graduate the following May of 24. For the transfer program right now, we have one start date and that's in August and it kind of runs like your normal school year. It starts in August um, and then, you know, you get summers off and you'll graduate two years um, that following May. Um, and then we're hoping to put in place another transfer option in the next couple of years. So then with those transfer students um, coming in, you know, where do you typically see them coming from? Like KCK, CC, Kansas City, Kansas Community College, uh, Johnson County Community College, any, anywhere with like a, a pre-nursing program or a uh, associates of nursing? We, we get a lot from MCC, Metro Community College here in Kansas City and surrounding area. We get quite a few from Johnson County Community College um, Kansas City, Kansas Community College, um, KU, I've been talking to some from K-State, Missouri State, Mizzou, University of Central Missouri. Um, we really focus on, as far as recruitment goes, the surrounding area, you know, probably as far west as Manhattan, um, and then as far east as, I would say, Columbia, um, yeah. and that's, that's, our region and we have people who come from outside of there we're just not actively recruiting outside of there yeah um so kind of looking at that student that you're looking for you mentioned earlier as long as they meet the requirements coming in uh from their program their transfer program um what does the to you what does the ideal student kind of look like um I think the biggest thing is somebody that has passion about the nursing profession so much so that they've looked into it, right? They understand, I know I need to take these steps or I understand some of the steps I might need to take and, um, but how do I go about doing that? You know, maybe they've done a little bit of research before they've come to us. Um, and, you know, not being afraid to ask those questions questions to come visit us um, and see what it looks like. Um, somebody who wants to get involved as soon as they can, who's excited about it. I think that's that's the ideal candidate right there. 
Um, I won't lie and say like, you know, grades are, are important as far as, you know, we really look for some, to get in, you have to have a 3.0, um, but they aren't, um, it, I would say compared to other nursing schools, that's honestly a very low GPA requirement right. um, because we understand that's not the only thing that makes a valuable nurse. Yeah. Um, so what are some of those soft skills or kind of hard skills that high school students could uh, start practicing uh, while they're, you know, looking for um, jobs, just general jobs or uh, other skills from class they could learn that would help them uh, when they get into nursing school? I think just, you know, if you go to, first of all, going to college fairs, um, develops a lot of those skills. And I, I know a lot of school districts put those on and it's for a good reason because, you know, going to those and going up to people and starting a conversation, it, it might be a little awkward, but it is such good practice, even for, I would look at that as really good practice for a, a job interview, mm -hmm. essentially, because it's, it's less stress than a job interview. Um, but you're still in a professional environment and having to talk about yourself and what you want to do and, and justify um, why you're a good candidate for whatever opportunity there is. Um, so that's that's a really good way to practice. Um, studying, understanding, especially like if you've never really had to study before, eventually you're going to, especially if you want to go into some sort of a healthcare field. I mean, those classes do get, um, have fairly hard concepts that are talked about, but then there's also a lot of, a lot of connections that in body parts and anatomy that you've got to just keep in your head at all times. I mean, it gets to be a lot and you've got to know how to organize that information ahead of time. So working on those organizational skills sooner rather than later helps a lot. Um, and kind of along those same lines, you know, whenever you take a um, a standardized test. I'm thinking like practice ACT, pre-SAT. You know, if you um, have the opportunity to take ACT at school, um, anytime, even even some state tests, you know, or uh, map testing, anything like that. Anytime you take one of those tests, even if you're not 100% invested on whatever it is, it's um, testing. I would look at that as a practice opportunity um, for those tests that you take later on that really matter. I would say nine out of 10 students that I have come to us say that they have test anxiety. Um, and so, you know, understanding how you approach tests now, like how, what is your attitude like when you take a test now? Right. Um, and adjusting that attitude while it's not too ingrained and, and you still have, you know, you have to, just not building that bad habit of, um, ugh, a test, this stinks, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's uh, a good thing for them to understand and know because there are some tests that you have to take to pass nursing school and to get your license and to be a, a certified nurse. Um, as far as industry trends for nursing, I've, I've spoken with somebody recently about um, the VR world of uh, practicing and, and doing skills as far as nursing skills go, uh, what kind of industry trends have you guys started to see uh, for nursing schools as, as well as research in particular? Um, so for the school, 
I would say we don't, we're not getting as many applicants as we want. We want people to apply. Um, and we're, we're seeing students having a harder time meeting our, our requirements, which honestly, like as mentioned earlier, our requirements aren't um, super strenuous. And so that's a little, a little disheartening. And I think part of that results just from, um, you know, figuring out how to pick up things on an individual level, especially after, um, you know, pandemic took place and all that. Everybody's just kind of trying to pick up the pieces right now. Um, and so we're seeing a little bit of that, which, um, you know, we want nurses. We are really trying to get nurses, which is why we have that um, program that pays up to 90% tuition in place. I, we don't, we honestly don't really make a lot of money by having a nursing school, but we're not trying to make money. It's not a, it's not a profit situation, right? We're not trying to make money. We're just trying to get nurses for our hospitals. Right. Um, and so our, our need for nurses at um, the collegiate level um, is so great because there are, is so much need for nurses in our hospitals right now in response to, I mean, we're still dealing with aftermath and continued COVID pandemic. Um, and then, you know, especially as flu and RSV is going around like crazy too, you can just see that the need is there. And unfortunately what's happening is we're not meeting that need. And so our current nurses, um, can experience burnout as a result of that because they're just having to work more than usual. And it, it's kind of a stressful situation, um, for everybody. So we're really trying to up those numbers just, um, to benefit overall healthcare, uh, honestly. Um, that's another thing, you know, if you're looking to go into healthcare right now, you're gonna find a job. That's, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's one of the best insurances out there is having some sort of training that allows you to work in the healthcare field. So, I mean, especially nursing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, that's one of the things I harp on in classes. If you're looking to get in healthcare, the next 10 years is going to be continued growth in almost every single field. And a lot of the people that are in healthcare currently, you know, they'll be starting to start thinking about retirement age and that kind of stuff and kind of get some new blood in there. Um, so this next question is kind of a four part question. And we're going to look at it as a high school student, a college uh, undergraduate, maybe like first, second year college student. Uh, and then a student getting ready to uh, apply for their first job after graduating from a nurse, and then three to six months as employed as a nurse. Um, so with those different, with that first scenario, advice for a college student or a high school student getting ready to uh, think about applying for nursing school or thinking that, you know, they're a sophomore, junior, and they're wanting to get into nursing, um, what advice would you have for that high school student currently? Talk to your counselor about what opportunities are in your area to get you exposed to that field. Um, so, for example, um, we have a camp for sophomores and juniors called Explore Archon, um, and it's happening this year. It's going to happen at the end of July, end of June and end of July for three days um, apiece. There's kind of two options there. And at this camp, um, you do a lot of hands-on activities, um, talk to a bunch of different individuals in the nursing field, and for one whole day, you get to shadow a nurse. Um, we had two students who did this last year um, who got to see a live birth. We had one student who was able to be in the OR during an open heart surgery. 
Um, so, I mean, getting exposed to um, that environment can, it, it's super important because once again, I mean, I'm going to take you back to the beginning of the conversation. You figure out really quickly, is yep. this something I want to do? Right. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but also like you see exactly what that job entails. Cause it's real easy to talk about. Here's what nurses do. You know, you can list things for, for hours, but, um, you know, seeing, is is really believing in this case and being in that that environment and um you really understand what's at stake and why it's so important and a big part of that is that relationship that nurses have with the patients i think that's something that's really undersold that's a huge part of the job and i'll i straight up tell some of the students i talk to if if you really don't like people you probably shouldn't be a nurse because you're working with people every day and that's one of the biggest things that is the biggest thing yeah, that is a uh, very recurring theme when I talk to healthcare people about uh, stuff that they think that is something that, you know, if you don't like people, healthcare is probably not the right thing for you. Um, but there are a lot of jobs out there that don't actually require that as a part of being in healthcare as well. So just kind of like you Absolutely. said, seeing which, which aspect of the healthcare career field is right for you. Um, yeah, and I'm going to tack on at the end of that too. So I'm I'm very much a, a people person. I love interacting with people. My husband does not like people. <laughs> he's a he's a nice guy and everything, but he doesn't actively go. He's a, he's very much introverted, um, and he is a big research person. He he does a lot of research. If you really like the science but aren't a big fan of the people interaction, look at. Um, research laboratory science because those jobs are so needed and they're not very well advertised. Right. Um, so let's look at a uh, maybe a college sophomore. They're taking classes uh, to get their associates or those basic uh, classes out of the way to wanting to apply to nursing program. What advice do you have for that that student? Um, go tour the uh, like different nursing schools. Um, I believe it or not, we have some individuals who apply who've never been on campus before or seen us. So we always encourage, like, please come and look at it. Make sure that you you want to be here. We want you to want to be here. Um, and I would get in touch with admissions and um, ask them to do a transcript evaluation. Um, we, we do those all the time. And it's extremely helpful because sometimes classes that you think might cover a prerequisite don't. Um, and so it's, you know, we can catch those before it's, it's too late to, uh, um, change anything. And we'll, we'll save you a lot of money essentially is what we can do there. Um, and then, so going into that a little bit, um, is there somewhere online that students can find, uh, the classes that, uh, transfer in or any information like that? Yeah. So, um, I can send you a link for that. Um, okay. but we have our. Uh, prerequisites um, on our website for our TBSM program. So we look for 60 credit hours um, and then we really look at those math and science grades. So um, college algebra statistics are the two math ones we require, anatomy, physiology, microbiology, and chemistry. Um, and intro to psychology and developmental psychology are the big sciences that we require. And so we really want, we want straight season above 
um, but we really want to see some some good grades in those science classes. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then kind of going up a level to that that student that's at research, getting ready to graduate, maybe in the spring, uh, could be the fall or spring semester. Um, what advice do you have for them when they're starting to get out into the career path and, and look towards uh, finding that first job? Um, if you do a lot of work on the front end, it's gonna be a lot less work later on. So what I mean by that is anytime you have the opportunity to form a relationship with somebody um, who has experience in the profession, somebody that, you know, building those mentor relationships, um, just, you know, if somebody offers you an opportunity to volunteer, to shadow, to be a part of a program, um, try and say yes to as many of those as you can without getting burnt out. Obviously, there's a um, an aspect that you need to take care of yourself too. Um, but if there's, if you have the, the time and energy and, um, can take a hold of those opportunities. Those relationships are usually what lead to some of the best careers later on. Um, and so I can speak on, on behalf of Research College of Nursing. We do a really good job with that, um, with our DEUs. So our, our clinicals are called DEUs, um, Designated Education Units. Thank you. Um, and so those are really special because you are spending time with one nurse um, for an entire shift and you get to form a relationship with this nurse and, and forming, you know, forming that relationship could guarantee you a job later on if they can speak on your behalf, right? If you do a, a good job with them. Um, and so I would say majority of our, usually hundred percent of our graduates have jobs before graduating, like close to hundred percent. Um, because of those relationships that are formed early on. We have a program or a, a class that you take at the very, very end of nursing school that's called their capstone course. Um, I would compare it to student teaching for teachers. Um, it's, it's like that for, for nursing. And a lot of our students end up doing their capstone course wherever their new job is going to be. Um, so they even have their job lined up before they start their capstone then their capstone acts as an orientation to their job so that by the time they graduate, as long as they pass the NCLEX um, test, then they can start right away as a nurse. That's good. It's, yeah, it's really neat how, how much the nursing profession makes sense in that aspect, yeah. at least here at, at, at this institution. And then advice for somebody that's, you know, three to six months in as a nurse, they're at their facility that they're working at, uh, full-time or part-time job. Uh, what advice would you have for them as far as things that they should be trying to pick up on for their uh, for growing themselves in the profession? So um, making sure you're still taking time to take care of yourself because you yeah, it can be kind of a whirlwind for starting out. Um, so understanding, you know, like how, how can you really leave work at work? Um, and then constantly ask questions. I mean, just always ask, especially in health, nursing healthcare, it's so important to continue to do that. Even if you feel like you're being a burden, just honestly, because of the safety aspect behind it, if you don't a hundred percent understand what you're doing or why, make sure you always ask for clarification because 
I mean, those, it, it's going to be huge exponential growth as you um, put into practice all the things you've learned in the, in the previous years. And so you want to make sure that you understand that you are new and you are learning and that you need to ask questions and don't just assume that you have it all down packed. Yeah. Um, so kind of looking back at your career path, um, if you could go back and change something from high school to from getting into your profession, stuff like that, is there anything that you would uh, consider doing differently? I don't think so. Um, and I know that's a little unconventional, but like I, I, I am really glad that I was pre-vet to start out because that got me to K-State. I enjoyed my time at K-State. Um, and that also allowed me to meet my husband. <laughs> and so that, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that I taught for as long as I did because I made some amazing connections. Um, I still talk to my past students. Um, I made some lifelong friends um, who, are now, who are still teaching. Um, and I feel like it overall made me a better person um, as well, just because you have to prioritize tremendously when you're a teacher um, between your own family and your students and yourself. And just um, it's it's a very emotionally strenuous job um, that taught me a lot. And then um, I'm really happy that I'm here now um, just because it's kind of a culmination of all my experiences up to this point brought me here. Um, I uh, really enjoy like where, where I'm working and who I'm working for. And I love um, promoting them because I really believe in what they do. And that's something that's very uh, new for me as well. Um, and so that, that pride's really nice. And then I also have a three and a four year old at home. So, you know, being able to be in a career currently where I can fairly easily, you know, balance that home life and um, work life has been really, really nice. So I, I don't think I would change a thing about it. I really like all the steps that were taken to get me to where I am now. And I think, I think that's part of it too. You know, it's, is it truly a waste of time if you learned something along the way? And I, I feel like that's another reason why I'm part of our program, because we have that opportunity for if you want to change your mind later on in life, like it's always okay to change your mind. I've, I've talked to a lot of um, people who are in their 40s or 50s or even 60s who are almost a little ashamed because they want to go into the nursing career. And, they'll, and, and I tell them, like, that's not, you know, first of all, we're extremely diverse in, a, in the age range, too. We had two individuals who are over 70 who graduated our transfer program last year. Um, it's, it's never too late to keep chasing that. And it's just as long as you acknowledge that, um, the time spent getting you to that wasn't, it wasn't a waste. It wasn't a failure if it got you to where you eventually want to be. Yeah. I, I think that's, it's a nail on the head right there. Um, as far as yourself professionally, where do you kind of see yourself going as far as, you know, student recruitment involvement, uh, potentially with research, you know, five to 10 years down the road from now? Um, I'd like to try my hand at um, doing our director of admissions job eventually. Um, you know, kind of, I, I've been, I work most closely with them. And so just kind of continuing to understand more and more about um, the nursing program on an academic level and um, how to evaluate those who apply here and effectively communicate 
um, with those individuals on how to get here. I think, you know, just getting to that level would be um, my current goal. Um, and I haven't honestly thought too far <laughs> ahead of that. I'm just kind of yeah. um, see where it takes me. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, especially with having little kids at home, I, I have some myself. Um, kind of playing that day by day, week by week game with them as well. So exactly. Completely understand where you are with that. Um, do you have any books or maybe like article recommendations that somebody that's uh, thinking about getting into nursing could check out or uh, read uh, to help them kind of figure out if that's something for them? Yeah. So first of all, um, I'd be a little bit careful because uh, with like general social media, because a lot of um, like I'm thinking TikTok specifically, um, it's, it's a lot of what you're going to find on there is how hard it is being a nurse and um, how hard nursing school is. And it is it is hard, but I don't think that should take away from how ultimately rewarding it is as well. So I would try really hard not to get caught up in the potential negativity that you can find there. Um, and I, I would always know too that, and I, and I encourage this in our students as well, you know, if you are really unhappy with the situation, make sure you aren't just complaining about it to complain. If you are really unhappy about it, take some steps to change it. Um, and so um, I would be careful with that. That's that's the first thing. As far as um, books, so I love, I still love, um, and I taught it every year that I taught, The Hot Zone. Um, I love that book and The Ghost Map. Both of those are kind of more microbiology related. Um, the Hot Zone is about Ebola. The Ghost Map is about um, cholera and Jon Snow um, determining the source. Um, they are both super interesting, um, especially if you have no experience really with microbiology, they'd be a really um, immersive way to start that experience. Um, I would say that the both of those kind of are what got me really excited um, about microbiology. And then um, Brain on Fire, it's a movie on Netflix, but um, I'm going to be one of those people that says the book is better than the movie. Um, it talks about how um, a girl gets, um, starts having symptoms that turns into her being catatonic and they can't figure it out why. Um, and she turns out to have a very unconventional, um, disease that, uh, a doctor discovered because he took the time to get to know and listen to both her and her family. Um, and so the patient interaction there is is really important, aside from all the really interesting connections between the um, the brain and her symptoms that they talk about. And then the last one, and this one I just read within the last year, um, Beautiful Boy. It's probably not for um, a younger, a very young audience, but um, the high schoolers I taught last year, they, they were able to read it as part of a, a book club. And it's about, it's from the perspective of a dad. It's a true story about a dad whose son gets addicted to methamphetamine. Um, and the reason I, I am advocating for that one is just because you need to remember that if you're going into not just nursing, but healthcare in general, you don't get to pick who you work with. Um, and everybody you work with is human um, and needs to be treated as such, regardless of where they're coming from, who they are and their backstory. I mean, you just, you need to make sure to see people as people. 
Um, and that's, that's something I cannot emphasize enough. And I think that's something that our college does a very good job of advocating for. Yeah, I think all of those are uh, really good examples of, and different, different areas that students could check out to see if they're interested in that. Um, lastly, do you have a mantra or quote that you kind of like to live your life by and it, it's kind of explain how it's relative? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with um, trust your instincts. You know, if you, those gut feelings, um, learning to, following those gut feelings is ultimately learning how to trust yourself, which I feel like is a very important step towards being a more confident individual um, in the first place. And then honestly, if something doesn't go correctly or doesn't go right after trusting those instincts, learning to forgive yourself following that is also really important. So honestly, just take the time to learn who you are and, and not who others perceive you as, but learn who you are and following through with that person, I would say is extremely important, especially uh, it's so hard to do that as a middle and high schooler. Um, I don't think I honestly started living by that mantra until the last maybe six years. <laughs> So, um, you know, if the sooner you can do that, the better, the sooner you can learn who you are because then everybody can kind of learn how awesome you are as well. Yeah, I, I think that's really cool. And, and, you know, like you said, it's kind of hard for middle school, high school age kids to kind of be that way because they have a lot of you know, fear involvement that they're trying to fit in with groups and have friends and that kind of stuff. But the, the more you're able to live with that, of you know, who you are and what you like, uh, faster you'll be able to kind of learn who you are and what you do like mm -hmm, exactly um, yeah and there's somebody, somebody that's interested in getting in contact with you uh, is there any social media or emails uh or the the school's website that you'd like to share yes so um if you go to our website researchcollege.edu um we have a tab that's just um it's called admissions and if you click underneath that, there is a button for visit. And that is where you can sign up to take a tour with us. Um, you can sign up for, we have monthly informational sessions over our programs. You can schedule a one-on-one -on -one appointment if you want to go over transcripts with us. Um, your, if you, you know, science teachers, if any, or, you know, any health science teachers, any teachers who are um, looking to have somebody come talk to um, their class or organization, we do that as well. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, I am more than willing to give my information as far as um, my work contact information, and I can give that to you, Drew, if you don't mind, and you can yeah. um, display that how you how you see fit. Okay. Um, and then you know that's relevant to me. I don't think high schoolers have a LinkedIn, but I do have that as well, <laughs> which I know you found me on there. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us and teaching us about Research College. Uh, of nursing and sharing your information about your career and uh, everything that you do there. Yeah, not a problem. I'm so I'm so happy to, to have this conversation. So thank you so much for the invitation. If you've made it this far into the episode, I want to thank you again for watching. Please subscribe, share, and comment below with any questions or comments you may have. If you're interested in more information about other professions within healthcare careers, please visit healthsciencecoach.com and talk to your school counselor or academic advisor. As always, stay happy, healthy, and live life with passion.